Hey friends, welcome to Everyday Mealmanship. My name is Ty Evans, and we got another great meal tip Tuesday for you this week. Uh, this week's tip was to treat every meal as an individual, uh, but it's important to work towards a common goal with all your meals, everything that you work in. And we basically talk about having a process, and, and uh, but also being flexible enough to help each meal from where they're at. So we'll talk more about that. And, and uh, this is a Facebook Live Meal Tip Tuesday. So we also take live questions from those that are watching on our Facebook page, TS Meals. And we answer those questions uh, on this Meal Tip Tuesday as well. So anyways, I hope you enjoy this. Uh, if I could ask you a favor... If you enjoy these podcasts and you like hearing these things, please leave us a five-star review and, and tell us what you think. And be sure to tell your friends about this podcast. And don't forget to click the subscribe button so you don't miss a single one. Thank you and enjoy. All right. Welcome to Meal Tip Tuesday. It's a good day. Hope you guys are having a great day. Hope you guys... It's a sunny day here, nice, it hasn't been too cold, so we've been out playing with the meals, or I have, you haven't. I have not. So, anyways, hope you've had a great week. We got back from our uh, first clinic of the year down in Sayurita, Arizona, and uh, it was held at High Plains Arena, and the host was Alyssa Berry, and she did an awesome job. She is a wonderful host. Yep. She got a cool place there, nice arena, good place, uh, <clears throat> good camping, and Anyways, we had a good time. <clears throat> had some crazy stuff happen at the clinic, though. <laughs> a first. Yeah. Just when you think you've seen it all, you, <laughs> you, you just never we'll see, see everything. Stacey so, Owens gets hey, on. John Hernandez is on, so he's, he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Craziness we saw. So, I'll start with this, this uh, story. Um, uh oh And, uh, anyways... Sorry. Oh, sorry, another thing, Sky. Sorry. No. Blamer. No. <gasps> you didn't have the mic plugged in. <clears throat> didn't have the mic plugged in. Anyways, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> so, I was working on the second method of backing up, which if you're keeping up with the challenges, you know what that is, but backing up off the lead rope. And uh, I was helping a lady there at the clinic, and maybe she'll jump on here. Stacy. Anyways, I was helping Stacy and... And uh, her mule is 29 years old, so hopefully you can. <laughs> <laughs> I go to I go to back this mule up, and I'm asking off the lead rope, and she's kind of braced up, so I had to I kind of firmed up on the lead rope a little bit and brought it down, and this mule just stiffens up, just completely goes stiff, and tips over sideways, just like just, a statue, just falls over, <laughs> and. I, like I a don't plastic know. horse, if you just pushed it over and went kunk. I don't think I swore. <laughs> no, you didn't. But I did in my in my head. <laughs> holy, oh, sh- oh, holy crap! What just <laughs> happened? I I thought I killed the thing. I just, anyways, it scared the heck out of me. But, um, yeah, the mule fainted. It as it, just as quick as it hit the ground, it jumped back up. But I never saw anything like that in my in my life. I've never done that. That I've, was new. I've yes. had some young colts faint or kind of, not faint, that's not the right word for that, but when you sometimes when you saddle up a young colt for the first time, they kind of hold their breath and and they kind of get scared of the cinch and so sometimes they'll kind of fall over and and uh, just they just need some air. But anyways, this was crazy. Yes, it was just like a fainting goat. Yes, it was Kate. exactly like that. It was, everyone fainting in the arena mule. was like, what 
It what? Was, it was a faint and a fart. Yeah, it's hidden. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so that was one crazy thing. Um, other than that, it was it was a it was a good clinic. We we had our first ever uh, intro to cow working class, and that was pretty fun. Um, it was really fun. Yeah, we've had uh, you know we often have cattle in our mealmanship two classes, wherever that's available. But we had a full class dedicated to working with cows, and it was a lot of fun. Um, it was pretty cool to to work through that and we we there are some of those meals are pretty scared in the class and pretty worried about these things you know but uh anyways one of them came around one of them didn't quite and didn't, no that one came around really fast <laughs> yeah had had a couple runaways john hernandez is on here watching i see his name sandy and, is too sandy's on here watching too you but, get your face in. <clears throat> anyways john john's meal got got kind of hooked on the rear end and had a little runaway there too. Anyways, we we had some adventures in Sayurita. Um One thing I wanted to talk about too was we had, um, and a lot of you have seen this in the clinics, but where a mule bolts away um, on the lead rope or bolts away from pressure on the lead rope. And and uh, uh, Julie had a mule there named named Annie, and, and uh, I changed her name to Runaway Annie. But uh, the first day, poor Julie... Um, that meal pulled away from her, uh, probably five times. And then, uh, I, I helped her and the meal got away from me the first time. And the second time I, I plowed a quarter of that arena <laughs> with my feet, just dug in and that meal was dragging me all over the place. And then, and then I got to work on it. Yeah. Just going through the halter driving steps and that meal sure made some changes, huh? Oh yeah. A very, very yeah. obvious changes. Very quick. Yeah. The next couple of days. Uh, she didn't have any trouble. It was amazing, but I want to talk about that for a second. These bolting mules, these runaway mules, um, on the ground, um, it's really just comes down to one thing. They're not broke to lead. You guys have heard me say that before. Um, but a lot of times it begins by us putting too much pressure on the mule and, and dragging the mule along, leading it along before it's broke to lead. Um, those of you that done the foundation class with me before, you know, I talk about uh, getting all my halter driving steps going good before I ever lead the mule. And when I mean lead the mule, I mean walking forward and having it follow me. Um, so we have, like here we have these four youngsters. We've got a couple uh, yearlings and a couple weanlings here. And before I actually pull them along or have them follow me, I go through all my halter driving steps. I'm teaching them to go to the left and to the right, clear the front and centered circles. And we're working that. It's just real simple, real easy. But we're teaching them now so that um, they're, they're prepared to lead and that they never get in these binds to where they want to pull away from you, uh, where they're worried about that pressure on the lead rope and they, you know, because that's what happens. Um, and if the mule figures out that they can bolt away from you and pull away from you like that, it is it is probably one of the hardest things to fix. Is it fixable? Absolutely. I do it every weekend. You know, that's what we do every weekend, and I teach people how to do that every weekend. And and uh, you know, it's 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 fixable. And I've never had one that bolts away that I just plain <clears throat> couldn't fix. Um, but uh, it takes a lot of work, particularly all these halter driving moves that we teach in these clinics and this foundation stuff. It's really important. Uh, to build that band. Do you have anything you want to add to the yes. Bolton mules and rowing well, mules? Well, like Ty's saying, all these moves and stuff to work on with these mules, 
does you don't need to add chains and oh all gosh. this extra stuff to get it done. Yeah. Um, it's actually Julie had asked on uh, the the runaway Annie mm-hmm. owner had asked on our Ty Evans Mulemanship group page because um, she wasn't sure what to do and she I can't remember if she asked about you know adding something like that I can't remember exactly what her question yep. was but I I remember saying don't don't add more and then and then a few people who had been through it already added their two cents and they got through yep. it without all the extra stuff. yep the chains is not the answer all these gimmicks and junk that people want to sell you is not the answer I know because I've tried it okay in the past I've done some dumb stuff like that and anyways I I I know a little bit better now so um, and one tip I'll give you is any of you that are new to us and you're thinking about coming to a clinic when you come to a clinic if you have a meal that's pulling away bolting away just come with a good just a good rope halter you don't need a chain and, and you know some of you have been to these classes and Anytime somebody walks in with a chain, I we're gonna we're gonna have to take that off, <laughs> or you can't be in the class picture. <laughs> <laughs> so well, and a lot of people are scared because it's kind of their like security yeah. blanket, you know, like mm-hmm. they're just really scared to take it off because of what's happened in the past. But working yep. in a controlled area is key, also. Yeah, I, if you got fifty acres of land and no corrals, it's real difficult. You're not gonna fix this. I like to do it in a round pen or a small arena. So it's, it was even harder in the big arena down there this weekend. It was challenging because, you know, they she had a lot of room to run off and pull you. And, and then it's a lot of work to catch them again and whatever. But if they do get away from me, I just get them to hook on. And those of you that have been in the classes, too, have seen what I do to get these mules to go back to their humans. Basically, you know, in a foundation class, if there's 12 people out there and one person loses their mule, everybody else, including me, <clears throat> just drives that mule away. So when that mule comes up looking for looking for help you know from these other animals and stuff we just drive it away so making the easiest place to be with the with their owner with the person that lost them so it's really fun to watch it is fun because you kind of the mule is just trying to work through the problem problem solve yep making the right thing easy it's it's uh it's simpler than you think you don't have to be a genius if i can do it anybody can do it um let's move on now Uh, i want to talk about uh, the everyday mulemanship challenge hopefully you guys have have uh, got your emails make sure you're checking your inboxes um i wanted to say something about that because some of you uh we get a lot of messages saying folks oh i didn't get the message or i didn't get the email rather and if you add my email to your contacts it'll pop up and you'll get that email every time if it's not added to your contacts because it comes from my business page um it might get put into into the the spam or the junk junk box so well, and sometimes con- it, I, think it, I think it filters it out completely because it sends out, but some people just can't find yep. it. So maybe try adding it as a contact and it will recognize. So anyways, about this week's challenge, we did fence work and we worked through teaching our mules to come up to the fence. So hopefully that's going good for you. And, uh, you know, uh, I've gotten a few messages this week, people saying a couple of things. One of the things that I hear a lot is that yeah I don't I don't need to get my mule up to a fence I I can get on I'm capable from getting off from the ground or I um or I just use a mounting block it's the same as if I'm working them to teach them to get out, uh, to come up to a mounting block it's no different there or to a log when you're on or the to trail. a log or whatever but even if you don't need those things um 
you know, at this point in my life, I don't, but maybe someday I will. I'm sure if my knees keep going the rate they're going, I, I probably will need a mounting block or a fence or a log. But anyways, uh, even if you don't use that right now, just being able to teach your mule to come pick you up off the fence and have that skill and that precision with uh, how well broke they are to lead. If you can get them up to the fence, there'll be a lot of other stuff you can do too. So it's not just about the fence work. And, uh, you know, this is more about the quality of leading. And that leads me to the next comment I want to make about this week's Everyday Mulemanship Challenge is that this isn't a trick. Okay, so hopefully you guys watch the videos through. It's not a trick. It's not a snap my fingers, come pick me up. It's not a um, any type of gimmick. So... I think that's really cool. I got a lot of respect for people that can do tricks, but this is a leading exercise. This is a foundation, a groundwork exercise. So I want to make sure that you guys are getting them up, up to you uh, that way. It's also important that you teach them to come up to you on both sides. So work on the mules left and right side. And uh, anyways, anything you want to add about this week's challenge? Um, I had a thought, but it left me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then we'll move on. Uh, so this week's mule tip. Um, this is something that hopefully will get your your brain thinking and hopefully uh, give you something to kind of ponder this week. And, and that is that uh, I believe that we should treat each mule as an individual. However, as you guys work with all these mules, some of you have multiple mules and a lot of you are trainers and, and uh, whatever. And you know, you might work with a lot of animals, but you should be working towards a common goal. So, uh, one thing I hear quite a bit is, uh, you know, every, every, all mules are different, and so you can't do the same thing with every mule. I agree, all mules are different. They're, you know, individuals. I can testify of that, that they are individuals, and we should treat them as such. But I have the same common goal among all my mules. Whether the mules, whether it's the mule's first ride or their 500 ride i'm going to treat them as the best bridal meal i've ever i've ever had however i'm going to work them from where they're at and i teach them on the individual basis i don't like to compare meals um i just try to bring out the best in each one however like i said i have a common goal every meal i work i'm working to make them a bridal meal i go through the same process i use the same checklist <clears throat> on every single meal so I don't switch just because this meal is is bred this way or this meal is bred that way or this meal's this tall, this meal's this small. It's all the same. I go through the same exact steps, but I'm very uh, I'm very uh, uh, particular about uh, working them from where they're at. You know, just working them step by step, whatever they need. So, anyways, that's your tip of the week: is to treat them as individuals, but. Um, you, you, a lot of you guys know me so good now, and you know that I'm process-oriented. Uh, I'm very much process-driven, so I don't get so hung up on the task. Completion, I get I get really hung up, and I spend all my time on process orientation. So, anyways, that's your tip for the week. Uh, any comments on that? Um, well, I think kind of going along with you know having a process is something that people have said to me or um, complimented you on is being methodical about things and you know actually yeah just just having a, a methodical way about going through yep. the process that process makes things so easy and, and as soon as you figure out 
you know, what your process is. It doesn't have to be mine, um, you know, and, and my process isn't even my process. I've learned this from my mentor, so I can't even claim um, that I came up with this process. Uh, I learned it from my mentors, like I said, but whatever your process is, find it, work through it, stick with it, and uh, keep it up. So anyways, there you go. That's your tip for the week. Um, let's get into our questions. Okay. Sky. I've been keeping track. So, right. questions from the post that I did earlier. Let me pull them up here. While you're doing that, Cassie Ledge has a question right here. Oh, yeah. I just that read that. Right. Where do I buy my bits? Um, I like my. I, I like to get my snaffle bits from Tom Balding. So, if you look up on, you can find it on Facebook or on on Google, whatever. Tom Balding Bits and Spurs. That's a that's a plug for them. I don't get paid to say that or anything like that, but they make Tom Balding makes really good snaffle bits, and they'll last you a long time. Uh, but he's he's fantastic. Um, for bridle bits, um, I have a Jeremiah Watt bridle bit um, that I really like. It's a half breed, and it's a fantastic bit. He builds some nice bridle bits. Um, there's lots of good bit makers, and we could dive into that another time, but. That's those be the two I, I refer you to first off would be Tom Balding and Jeremiah Watt. And like I said, they didn't pay me to say that. All right? Just so you know. <laughs> they could okay. though. Yeah. We'll let them. <laughs> All right. What's uh what's our question, Sky? What okay. we got here? Darl Bronson. Darl, what's up? He said that his new Molly Mule is a little saddle shy. Um he's been working on her or working with her on that and he's at, okay. wondering if he should saddle her just on the lead rope or so that he can halter driver when she has trouble, or if he should just be tying her up and putting it on and off. Yep. So, Darl, that's a good question, and uh, you may or may not see that as a challenge. Uh, one of our weekly challenges coming up in a couple weeks, like two. <laughs> um, but Very soon. saddling with quality is a big piece of the puzzle. Um, I don't think enough folks put emphasis on how important good saddling is. Uh, a lot of us just. You know, tie the mule up every time, throw the saddle on and go, and it's easy to get in that habit. If my mule's having any trouble whatsoever saddling, I'm not going to have them tied up. So that's the first rule. If they're tied up, you can't do anything about it. If you're tied up, it's dangerous for you and for the mule. There's lots of trouble that can happen. I've seen all sorts of crap happen from mules that are tied up that don't know how to stand for saddling. So I would have it just on. I would have them just on the end of the lead rope. Um, if you're having a big problem, I like to be in a round pan. So you don't have a big arena or 50 acres, like I said, to go play around on um, anyways. And I would uh, uh, take that mule to the saddle. I'd have the saddle in the round pen already. And, and i go throw the saddle pad on. If they move off, not a big deal. I'll just maybe roll the hinds around uh, two or three steps, let the mule relax, and I'll try again. And I'll continue to just go through that same process as much as it takes me, as long as it takes me. And uh, I'm willing to do it over and over again. I'm willing to do it. I, I, I don't even put a number to it because I'm willing to do it uh, regardless of how many times it takes. Well, if you guys get on our YouTube channel, there's a video on there. Mule beat me up pretty good at a clinic last year in, in uh, Wellsville, Utah. A little paint mule I was working through saddling. and That was a handful. It's a longer video. It's a 10 minutes I, video. Yeah, I think it's 10 minutes. And I had to cut. I actually had to cut it because yeah. it was just way too long. But, that one give me a run for my money for sure. I think I called it hard to saddle or something. Yep. You can search that either on Facebook or on YouTube. Yep. But yes, Darl, I'm I'm not going to tie them up until they're expert at saddling. When I start a colt, I typically will not tie them up to saddle.
for maybe the first 15 or 20 saddlings. So that's almost almost through a month of riding that I'll saddle just just at the end of the lead rope and uh, just free like that. You, if you can get them standing still to saddle, they'll be they'll stand still to mount. If you can stand still to mount, they'll stand still for you when you're in the saddle. And that patience and that that centeredness that you're building that'll do you a lot of good in so many things. I think we forget how related all these moves are and these particular things. They're, they're related. You know the whole process. Uh, we was talking about the checklist this week in the clinic. And, um, you know, a lot of, most of us think of a checklist as, you know, top to bottom, working our way down or something like that, or working our way up. But for me, it goes side to side and, and you picture a circle or a, or a ring or something. For me, that checklist is just one eternal round. Everything supports everything. And, uh, you take some of these pieces out, like standing still to saddle. And there's a lot of other stuff you're going to have problems with. So good question, Daryl. What's the next one? Um, okay. Lisa, or I think it's Lisa. Lise Bernard, she said, um, for those of us who drive our mules, do you have any specific tips or exercises that you recommend? Okay. Um, you know, I don't know a lot about driving mules. I've only ever broke a couple to harness, and that's just for singles. Um, I guess where where what I do and people that train to drive part ways is basically when it's time to get in the saddle. Um with with driving, I would do all the same groundwork that we teach, um, including including uh, ground driving. You know, I'll set them up. You can get them set up either on the halter or the snaffle bit, and uh, you'll have your long lines, and you can teach them left, right, stop, back. You can drive them over bridges and through water, over tarps, and all sorts of stuff. And you know, you shoot, you can walk them around your your neighborhood if you if you're in a neighborhood, walk them down the road, just just uh, ground driving them. So. Um, I guess the only tips I could give Lisa on the driving is get that groundwork solid and then uh, after that find somebody that's really good at driving and if you guys want some suggestions of people that can help you get to get good at driving I can give you some of those uh, so message me uh, otherwise and I'll, I'll send you some some good referrals for that but I don't do much driving so I can't offer much more than that okay next yep all right Barbara Vansell she said, I've been following the challenge, and I feel like I've really developed a bond with my mule. I was going to send her to a trainer for a spring tune-up, but am I crazy for not wanting to and to continue strengthening our bond ourselves? Yes. Those of you that know me... No, no she's not crazy. Not yet. She, she's not crazy. <laughs> You're not crazy. Um, obviously, I mean, look at what we're doing, and, and if you just look at our business model, obviously... I'm all about doing it yourself. That's why we do what we do. Um, you know, how I got into doing these clinics is, is uh, you know, when I was riding for the public so much, I realized that that uh, it didn't matter how much I worked on these mules. I needed to help the, the owners, the people that were going to be riding these mules. I needed to help them, you know, uh, know what to do and how to do it and when to do it. And and so, yeah, I obviously recommend to do it yourself. Um, but... You know, you seek help whether that's coming to a clinic, or maybe even working with a local trainer. And we have people we can refer you to there too. Um, but working with them to get instruction on when to take the next step, what to do, and how to go about it, and uh, staying on track. But yeah, do it yourself. Um, I have so many meals, I've worked so many meals, folks, where I get to a certain level and I send them home, and the owner can't get it done. 
there's something special that happens um, when you guys start your own, you work through your own. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, the very best ride that you'll ever get from your animal is the first ride. And a lot of you on this maybe never have put a first ride on a colt. Um, and it can be scary for you guys, you know, that uh, you know aren't experienced with it. But, boy, that first ride is just amazing. And when that colt lets down and, and you guys are going together, it's pretty cool. So, yes, um, if you're able to, if you got all the ability and, the, and the, you know, the knowledge of what to do, or you can find knowledge, but you can, if you got the ability to do it, start your own. I, I'm all about that. Yeah, go ahead. All right, you want to go to the next one? Yeah. we got time for maybe one more. But I have so many. Yeah. You guys <laughs> okay. are getting good at sending these questions yes. in, so thanks for doing that. Thank Feel free you. to send them in if we don't get to them this week. We'll, uh, we'll get to them next or the next or the next. So, all right. <laughs> okay. Helena Taft asked kind of a cool question. All right. Helena, I talked to her yesterday. Yes. Um, I'm going to shorten her question. It's kind of long. Okay. So she does jousting. Jousting. With her mule, Sweet. which is awesome. That's a first. I haven't heard that one. She said that you can't break, you have to move right into a canter right from the beginning when the signal goes off and you can't break stride yep. the entire time. She said, how does she keep her mule calm at the, the start until okay. the signal with still being able to have a burst of energy and to yep. maintain that? Well, it's it's easier than, than maybe you think. It's just working through keeping this mule centered all the time. And you guys have heard me say that. If you've been to a clinic, I've you hear me say that about a thousand times in the weekend, I'm sure. But keeping that mule centered is so important. Being able to control each quarter. I've seen a lot of these mules, and I've been on mules. We I remember when we would play around at Bishop Mule Days and do the races down there. And uh, I remember the first time I went, my <laughs> mule was standing perfectly quiet like he should. And uh, just being a good boy there, and, and I was keeping him centered. And uh, I look around, and everybody else's mules were bouncing around, and their butts go one way, and the fronts go the other way, and they can't hold still, and there's, there's no centeredness at all. And they're just waiting for that, that shot so they can run off. And then I noticed, um, you know, I took off, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's real interesting to me, that buildup of energy, um, and how we can let that little uh, event or that little sport or whatever it is, whether it's jousting like you're doing, Helena or racing or anything else that you need this, these quick starts for or just other classical movements that, that we practice, you know. Um, if they're not centered, it just falls apart. So that's my first suggestion to Helena is to keep that meal centered, work through that, get to where you can control each quarter, and that'll be a big help to you. And then work through your, your transitions, you know, everything from, you know, shifting from walk to trot, trot to, to the canter, and then shifting down, and then shifting from a walk to the canter, and then your canter departures. And I just would get all those things really smooth and really accurate to where I didn't have to have that meal revved up to make those changes, and they could stay calm and, and uh, cool through it all. So anyways, centered, that's the word of the day, keep them centered. So. Anything you want to add to that? Um, no. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, <clears throat> thank you guys for tuning in to today's Meal Tip Tuesday. If I could ask you a couple favors, I, uh, I'd i like you to, if you have time, leave us a review on Facebook um, on our TS Meals page. Um, also, we our podcast is finally on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. It's on all the major platforms. So 
If you guys like podcasts, you'd like to listen, um, we're going to have all these Meal Tip Tuesdays on there from now on. So go on there, leave us a five-star review, and uh, tell us what you think of them. I'd be grateful for that. And then also, um, there's a lot of you on here that are not in our Facebook group, um, our Ty Evans Mulemanship Clinics Facebook group. We'd love to have you guys join us there, and uh, it's a good uh, little community to talk about this style of mulemanship and making bridal meals and doing a good job there. So very grateful for you. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. uh, Following us here and uh, and join your meals. So can I add one thing? You bet. I did see somebody um, comment asking about if we have the checklist somewhere. Okay. Um, we don't have it like a file or anything. But Ty did make a Mule Tip Tuesday. I think it was mm-hmm. um, listing the checklist items. Um, so if you just search hashtag Mule Tip Tuesday checklist, then it will come up. Yep. Search on Facebook in the search bar. Yep. And I also just saw another question pop up from Karen. Uh, the name of the podcast is Everyday Mulemanship with Ty Evans. So, anyways, thank you guys. God bless you. And we will see you next week.